This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to the awful and awesome entertainment rap. Hello hello and you're listening to the awful and awesome entertainment rap with me Dipanjana Pal and Rajeshri Sen. It is another week which means it's another week of pop culture lots of exciting things like a documentary called Placebo which was made a couple of years ago but has just come out on Netflix recently released film A Freaky Ali which both you and I saw despite being utterly unsporty people a uh, trailer's new song from Lady Gaga Coldplay are performing in India and they need you to do tasks for them which just sounds so wrong but we'll get there in a bit to begin with let's talk about placebo okay so last week netflix india released a new documentary which is called placebo and uh, it was made it's been made by this chap called abhay kumar and it's a documentary about life at aims aims being the all india institute of medical sciences which is considered to be india's premier Medical, medical institution institution and it's one of the largest hospitals uh, which you come across in delhi at least and uh, you have students from all across india who come and study there and it's very difficult to get into as the film shows right up at the beginning it has a 0.1 percentage acceptance rate which is uh many many percentages lower than harvard yale mit yeah. everybody basically and though sorry hmm, but sorry Though that is a feature of our population more than the excellence, yeah, because course. the number of thousands and millions that apply to AIMS, because it is the premier institution that it is, they're only a tiny number that get in, because that's all the seats that we can have. Yeah. So uh, the film was basically shot by Abhay Kumar, whose brother was studying at AIMS, Sahil, who also features in the documentary. So it was in 2011, his brother had, Abhay, the filmmaker's brother, had an accident in uh, AIMS where he basically punched a window he- for some reason. It's not clear. They don't say why he really did that. And Abhay goes into Ames to meet his brother and take him to hospital. But when his brother is taken to hospital, Abhay stays on in his room. And he uh, lived there from 2011 till end of 2013. And one of the students goes by the name of K. And he's an interesting character because towards the end, he goes, you find out that he went missing after he graduated from school. Before Netflix showed it, which is a one and a half hour version of it, it's an edited version. This was shown at various festivals, in fact. In many ways, it's a remarkable film. right because here's a guy who's gone undercover essentially because mm. abhay kumar was not a student by a long shot uh, so he smuggled himself into aims and like you said was there for two years with his handicap by the end of those two years he had as far as i remember about 1100 hours of footage yeah. which is not surprising because he shot everything yeah. like pretty much every person that he came across every guard that he glimpsed and that has been compressed into a 90 minute documentary now that in itself is a feat that's worth um applauding hmm um it also he manages to then sort of isolate a number of characters whom he follows uh there are certain things that are very disturbing about the film right yeah um not the least of which is the fact that his brother does not want to be the subject of his documentary that's yeah. and good for him for showing that 
you know no his brother's very clear that segment is actually uh, it's quite like you really feel bad for the brother and he tells him that when you should have been home with me you were out here shooting a film and i feel really disappointed and let down by you and it's great that he kept that in the film he also kept the bits earlier on when his brother says that just turn it off this yeah. is just getting irritating so there's that one part where both at a human level as well as at a professional level of being a mm. documentarian you're kind of invading privacy and he keeps that uh there are other uh, points at which you're allowed into people's lives and then they are allowed to comment on the person who's showing them which yeah. is a nice um nice inversion because usually it's the storyteller's point of view that comes through yeah so i felt that uh one the narrative is slightly confusing you can't really figure out what it's like he's figuring out what he's trying to do so is it a film about the students lives is it a film about these four students lives is it a film about how aims treats is sort of totally neglectful of the psychological impact of being in such a high pressure environment for the students but well, this is the thing right there are two kinds of documentaries one is a completely intimate personal experience hmm. and there's the other which is more of a reported work yeah. my favorite documentaries are the ones in which both the personal and the reported quality yeah. are in balance what happens in placebo is that it is a very emotional documentary it is very emotional in the way it connects to its subjects and what it's telling hmm. you what it reflects as a result is precisely the kind of confusion through which the students work their way through some don't some yeah, do yeah but i think you're giving it more credit i don't think he meant the narrative being confusing is not like i think it's reflective of the story that he was telling but what this film desperately needed for me was a was an objective perspective we never hear from anyone in aims practically there's that little bit at which the director has given a little sound bite to these protesting students but what are the challenges that are being faced it's that's what i'm saying it's like meandering in a in not a, not a thoughtful way i don't see a story which was written out and that i will follow this narrative or i will no i don't think there narrative. was a story written out but i mean he didn't go in there with a the story in mind but uh, but i do think it's well worth seeing yeah, because yeah, it gives you it gives you a, such a strong sense of how vicious a life it is to be a student and there's a there's an interesting little a tweak about this but that um one of the people that becomes central to the documentary is the guy called k um and k has all sorts of uh insights and uh moments when he can see the world a little more clearly and he's clearer. quite funny he's great he's yeah. really quite lovely he disappears after no he gets a job he goes to singapore and one year into the job he disappears which is the last thing that we're told about him in the film but the the other part that is not in the film is that he's apparently been spotted at film festivals yeah. where this film is showing as in the audience watching the film yeah and uh, that's quite sad that there is this guy who is the focal character one of the focal characters of the film who then falls off the face of the earth 
I think it's magical. Yeah, I love it. I fa- I no, love I the fact that. No, I don't think his family will love it. But <laughs> his <laughs> family, true. his family is irrelevant. I mean, if there's one thing that becomes clear, it's that you know a lot of these guys are not doing things for the reasons that you would hope a sensible person will take a decision. So many of them, like all these students that he speaks to at the end, when the, he's like, why are you picking medicine? They have no idea. So if this guy has actually disappeared to find out what he wants to do and shows up, pops up, like this little, you know, garden gnome at festivals where his film is being screened. Maybe I'm just an uh, deep inside me is an optimist, but I'd like to think that, you know, there's something good that's come of it, which is that he's not part of the rat race, that he's so abhorred in the first place. I don't know, I see it in an opposite way. I feel the fact that Abhay Kumar would not, if you've spent so many years shooting these people, and one of these people, the four people, it's not like you were making a film about 20 people, you were making a film about four people. One of these people vanishes off the face of the earth. Then you find out that he's actually coming to each of your festivals and sitting in the audience. That you would somehow not try and figure out what went wrong shows, I don't know, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Because a documentarian is responsible for Not responsible. I find it odd that you would be so removed. So I'd like to go to the exact opposite end of the spectrum now with a film that we were very excited about when the trailer came out. Freaky Ali, starring Nawazuddin Siddiqui and Amy Jackson and Just Arora. And Arbaz Khan. I'm getting there. <laughs> Calm down. The um, best. The best. Directed by Sohail Khan. Written by Sohail Khan. Yeah. Who knew he was so talented? Even he didn't know. <laughs> but you did like the film. I So I liked Two aspects of the film, actually. So the film is about Nawazuddin and Arbaz Khan are two, like, thugs who stay in a slum. Just shut up! Pants down! Nawazuddin's day job is to sell underwear from his underwear shop and uh, their other job is to go around the neighbourhood and collect hafta for the neighbour, not even the neighbourhood, the area is done. It's a little bit vague what is this area that they're covering but uh, Nawazuddin turns to um, Don Giri is what I'm going to call it uh, because... Okay. <laughs> because uh, he's not able to sell enough underwear. See, it's a Hindi film, so I wasn't expecting it to... And it's a Hindi film from the Khan family. So it doesn't need to be connected to reality, is my point. So any, uh, Nawazuddin is watching this man playing golf and he is giving some tipney about... Uh, he can't even hit a shot straight and all till this man gets irritated and says... And he says very cutely in Nawazuddin's way, he says, And then he goes and so before this, we've also been shown that Nawazuddin can play very good cricket. So he hits the golf ball and he's a natural at hitting a straight uh, shot and then he misses the hazards and so on. I kind of love the fact that the unfailed underwear seller can hit balls. Yes, that is true. But Sohail did not think that far through. There was no pun intended from their side. Now, the part which I liked was every shot that Nawazuddin hits, every 
putt that he does, his swing. Now, anyone who's played golf or watches golf knows that the most difficult part is to get the posture, which is the finish after you've hit a ball. Even good actors don't get it. Many good golfers don't get that finish. Now, Vazuddin has got that finish right. Which is why, not that I'm a huge pro at golf or anything of that sort, but watching the film, I was thinking Nawazuddin may actually be a real-life freaky Ali. Because yeah. that it was uncanny how well he got the swings. And I think they trained for like a month, which is not that much. Because he couldn't possibly have been playing golf for six hours a day. He must have played two hours a day. Most. But regardless of Nawazuddin Siddiqui's talent, which is unmistakable, um, this was a rubbish film. I'm sorry. I don't know how you enjoyed it. So, because unlike you, I watch Hindi films for Hindi films. You want too much meaning. I'll tell you, I'll tell you my key takeaway from Freaky Ali. I kept watching Jas Arora and wishing I was watching Arbaz Khan. Jas Arora, I've realized, exists in the world to remind us that this is what bad acting is all no, about. No, so I felt Jas Arora may have been playing himself. But I think the film will be a hit because of Nawazuddin's acting. And the fact that it's got all the ingredients, good versus bad. If you have uh, believe in God and many gods, then uh, divine intervention will uh, help you do anything just keep in mind that the first time Nawazuddin Siddiqui says a prayer in the film Arbaz Khan arrives yeah, he is, Arbaz is he like is a, a gift from God yeah. somewhat literally I think it's a nonsense film no no I do Rubbish. not I disagree with Dipanjana complete tribe go watch it for Nawazuddin and the golf yeah, but if you really want to watch golf, I suspect you have like star sports or listen to our new podcast, Just Sports. It'll give you other things slightly more interesting than Nawazuddin Siddiqui playing golf. So TIFF is on right now, which is the Toronto Film Festival, and a whole bunch of trailers are being shown there. And there's going to be one of the trailers which has been shown, which now you can see online also, is that of uh, An Insignificant Man. And uh, the Hindi title is, uh, okay, so I'm really bad at Hindi, so I'm going to try and pronounce this, is Uregi Dhul. And it's about everyone's favorite man, Arvind Kejriwal. What's interesting about it is it's been directed by two first-timers, Khushbu Ranka and uh, Vinay Shukla. And it's about basically the birth of Ahmadmi Party and its rise. And uh, they shot around... 400 hours of footage and uh, it's taken around four years to make it it's a one and a half uh, hour documentary and the reason why a lot of people are excited about it is because it's produced by Anand Gandhi who made the national award-winning ship of Theseus um, which makes you wonder about national awards but I wouldn't get into that right now but what's interesting about what's nice about the trailer when you see it and they will be showing the entire film uh, I think this week in fact at TIFF is that it doesn't um, it doesn't sort of romanticize either him or the movement or the creation of the party it's very slickly the trailer is at the least the trailer very, looks very slick yeah and uh, their consulting editor is Deepa Bhatia who's done a lot of uh, Hindi film, uh, commercial Hindi cinema editing. So it's very slick. It's very nicely done. It and looks it's uh, coincidentally, it's a really interesting time for this documentary to come out because not only do you have Up as a party trying to branch out yeah. well beyond its initial uh, sort of seed ideas, 
but also, as we have seen in the last couple of weeks, it's kind of been in the throes of a lot of uh, controversy. Yeah. There are more independent MLAs now, I think, in Delhi Assembly mm. than there are in the party. That's a joke. Don't take that seriously. But yes, it's basically been in a lot of controversy right now. So this is an interesting time to remember the kind of idealism with which this party was started. This week, this week is notable because pretty much every new song that I heard, I hated. And then the Panjana recommended that we should include these in our podcast and made me watch and hear these songs. That's only because I love you. So anyway. there's an almost four minute song. Mm-hmm. From my favorite actor, Ajay Devgan's new film. It's going to be released, the film. It's called Shivai. And uh, the song is called Bolo Har Har. And because we really do care about you immensely and would like you to be updated on everything that's new and swishy and shiny, here's a little bit from the song. The only thing worse than the fact that Bolo Har Har exists is the number of people who are involved in this song because it's expensive, it's man hours as well as you know, everything in terms of resources that have gone in should, by all laws of nature, come out with something slightly more palatable than this. Also, the video looks like Shiv, who is uh, Lord Shiva, is Ajay Devgan, of course. Via Rajnikanth, given the way he twirls his mountaineering gear. Yeah, so, uh, and he is in the middle of what looks like a go-in rave party. Inside a cave. Inside a cave and the song has been composed by Mithun and it's sung by a whole like a choir. So the choir includes uh, Mohit Chauhan, Sukhvinder, Megha Sriram, Dalton and Badshah who is today's Honey Singh. Now the major problem with uh, Badshah being in it is that whenever I see him now and hear his voice, I think of DJ Wale Babu. What a song. You are a child of great taste. Of Punjab, of the Punjab. (laughs) And if you would like to sky yourself even more, then uh, go ahead and listen to Lady Gaga's new song. Now everyone's gone on about it because it's her first solo release in almost uh, three years. Mm. And... um, Consequently, with Lady Gaga kind of having the following that she has, I'm sure it's sort of had like a million listens within the first few minutes. But here's the thing. Um, it's a little awful. It's called Perfect Illusion and uh, Lady Gaga's produced it with Mark Ronson, Kevin Parker and Blood Pop, who despite that slightly violent sounding name, guess who Blood Pop produces? Justin Bieber. And Grimes. 
Grimes. Oh. <laughs> We're just exposing how old we are as we giggle over these names for their ridiculousness. But anyway, the point is, Perfect Illusion is a love song, a heartbroken love song. Hmm. Miss Gaga, I however, missed that part while listening to it because it was just cacophony. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, but Miss Gaga would have you all know that it is not about her ex, Taylor Kinney, who has one small eye and one big eye. I'm sorry for saying such a cruel thing, but he does. Otherwise, he's a very good-looking chap. But it's not about him. Exciting moment in uh, music again. Uh, Coldplay is going to be performing in India, and this time not just Chris Martin in a bar like happened yeah. in Delhi some time ago. Uh, but yeah, they're going to be doing an an entire concert. So the tickets initially, we were told, were going to be priced at twenty five thousand rupees minimum and go up to about one lakh. Then it turns out that what you can do to earn this is not money, but you must earn points, which you will earn by doing actions. So, like, I have to feed people and all that. What do I have to do? What are you willing to do? I can feed people. I can clothe them. I can talk to them. I don't know. I do all these things anyway. <laughs> you don't have to do anything of the sort. You no. have tasks that the Global Citizens website will give you, which huh. are things like, and I quote, doing something that you can capture and share on social media. <laughs> For example, one of the actions this year is take a photo of a book that has changed your life and tell world leaders why kids everywhere should read it. That action will get you five points. How will I tell the world leaders? Because you are on Twitter and you will do this, and I'll everyone. I'll tweet to like Ban Ki Moon. Exactly. And he'll say, "Just shove it. Why? Why do I care?" If you get a reply from Ban Ki Moon, <laughs> I think that'll be huge. That's But true. Um, yeah, you need to humiliate yourself a little bit to get these tickets. Um, and basically, once you've got enough for twenty-eight points. You can redeem them, enter a lucky draw, and then you could get tickets for free. But I could also not get tickets. Yeah, you could have just humiliated yourself for no reason whatsoever. This is a very good idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's an interesting concept. I don't see how it will be implemented, though. So this has been a good week for advertisements. Yes, which is very rare. <laughs> very. That's why I said it. So, so breathlessly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so three sets of ads that mm. came out. Uh, two of them with women also. The Mia ad has been made. So it's narrated by Nandita Das. And it has been made by Malin Lowell Lintas. Uh, that's the agency which has made it. So it's a nicely made ad, undoubtedly. It has these. It has a bunch of like five, six women, working who, women, working and just women, juggling yeah. their different who are roles. going to work. They are taking the train to work. They are at work. They are uh, doing meetings and so on. And it has this poem which is recited by uh, Nandita Das. And here's a bit of the poem. came up with this silly notion that a girl should dress according to her profession it's the last thing on my mind or how just by telling a few dirty jokes i become less of a woman and more of a bloke big deal okay so now my uh, while i think that it's really good that we keep having these sort of ads which show working women i do think that the portrayal of working women was great but yeah. uh, one enormous issue that i have with this ad is what was that poem that poem and also this thing of if you show an ad where men are 
making uh, jokes which are sort of sexist jokes or which would uh, colorful jokes as we say which would Non-bees. make the women yeah which would make the women in that same group feel uncomfortable how does it make sense to sh- say that we are so evolved though that we will make jokes so there's a scene in the ad where there are these two guys sitting there or there's one guy i forgot now sitting there and these two other women are joking with them and they are cracking some jokes and these guys look quite like uncomfortable and uh, the words which go along with it you've just heard uh, before this my point is if you're saying that we are better than the boys you're just showing that we are doing exactly what the boys what we criticize the boys exactly it it raises the question of is the bad joke or the yeah uh, or the offensive joke is it offensive only because a guy said it that's what also there's another observation which a friend of mine who works in an ad agency and i've worked in a pr agency i've worked with lots of ad agencies said she said that it's a lot it seems to be a ad so it the ad has been released with a hashtag called best at work so she said uh, it seems to be best at work at my job in the agency because almost every woman other than the one woman they show who looks as if she's either in a government office or as a teacher everyone else is working in an agency in contrast uh, the amazon ad campaign of mom be a girl again yeah that did show a little more range because you had an older woman you had a mother you had a stay at home you mom. had a stay at home mom you had a, a mid-range a middle-aged couple you had a, you know you had a single you working mother you had a single mother. working mother as well so it was it wasn't it didn't feel stereotypical in that sense yeah so the amazon ads have been made by ogilvy and mathur and uh, they're quite nice actually because they do it's sweet it's about gifting your mother something which would which it used would, to make it, her earlier uh, happy earlier so whether it's playing badminton so a badminton racket or a camera because she used to like taking photographs or skates because she used to write like roller skating so it definitely two of the ads work very well the roller skating one was my favorite yeah. because it was uh, it was really sweetly done as well the performances yeah. were great it wasn't maudlin there was no i love that woman sari as well yeah. i i covet that sari but um but the badminton one made me burst a few blood vessels because, because that's the one with the stay at home mum who's got the, this annoying child that she yeah. has to take care of annoyingly hyper child and uh, her husband sends her a single badminton racket yeah. which basically means that he just wants her to just what bounce the shuttlecock around the house while taking care of the kid and then he complains to her you don't laugh anymore come and help with the child no, she so might laugh no so that is like total uh, sort of disassociation from what a woman must be going through who is staying at home and taking care of a 4 year old child while you are someone has to work after all so he is working that is fine that's fine but the the ad didn't make sense because what is she going to do with that racket a brilliant campaign though is Adidas's Odds. Adidas has a new campaign out called Odds. It is part of their initiative which is providing shoes to para athletes, especially to uh, blade runners or people without a leg. And uh, what they've done is that you can now go and buy 
to because still now if they were buying shoes which i didn't even think of till i saw the ad if i did not have a leg and i'm running or whatever and i want to running shoes say i had to buy a pair of shoes where one of those shoes therefore is useless so if i buy six pairs of shoes i will have like six, six say useless. my left leg is missing i have six left shoes which i don't know what to do with so what adidas has done is now you can go and buy a pair of shoes which are either both right footed or both, both left. left and the and the person that you see in the ad yeah. is major dp singh who's a kargil war veteran and he lost one leg in in the battle yeah he's also a marathon runner and he's the first he's one of the first indians to run a marathon with an artificial limb you know these are stories that we would we wouldn't hear of regularly and that's such a shame but it's so great that we do find out about people like him through uh through advertisements no and the other thing about this ad is that one it is really slickly made it's a very very well made ad it reminds me of those that under armor ads and all where it's focused on the athlete I also like the fact that it's not that Adidas doesn't have enough celebrities in their uh like basket Buster. of uh, celebrities Adidas used to be my uh client for around 5 years when I was in public relations and we had a pick of athlete like of celebrity athletes that they have worked with uh DP Singh major DP Singh and there is no his life is tough like he's had a top life and what i like is that they don't make it depressing or a tear jerker it's a very matter of fact ad and it's narrated by uh, kabir bedi it's made by taproot densu the matter of fact is actually the perfect term to describe it because they've shot it in his home yeah. they've shot it in gurgaon which is you know near the places that he actually does train in it's been it's basically more of a biopic than an ad yeah. uh, and that's i think that's how the filmmaker whose name is vinith raj bagga mm. he's the one who directed it and i think that's what he said he wanted it to be as well that he didn't want it to feel like and add in that sense and yet it it is the perfect ad because you watch him live his life and you're like man this guy really does need those single yeah. shoes also i think the ad does what you hope advertising would do which is it inspires you it informs you and of course it sells you a product as i said that at the end of it all of course you have to wear yellow juta khareed sakte ho yahan pe <laughs> Right so we're running out of time which means that it is question time on awful and awesome and uh last week we actually got four people i had not thought anybody would get one of us how you so underestimate i underestimate this is true but samir alisha ankit and kumar All of you got the answer right. It was indeed Agir Roth of God by Werner Herzog which was shot in that fantastic Amazonian location. Alicia, I have to say, has now got 5 answers right. So, uh, she gets a picture of the Panjana and me. No, no, no. No, we're kind. We're not doing that to you. Uh, you're actually going to get a nice gift. I hope you do enjoy it and thank you for listening. Thank you for writing in. 
So since we've been talking, uh, since we've been gushing about uh, Adidas's odds ad, I thought that we should have a question about um, para athletes. Now everybody knows that Deepa Malik. Well, at least I hope everybody knows yeah, Deepa Malik. Yeah, if you don't be ashamed of yourself. Indeed, Deepa Malik won the silver medal at the Paralympics in Rio this year. What I want you to tell me is what was the event for which she won the silver medal. Meanwhile, we have pretty much come to the end of our time. So, um, thank you, Miss Sen. Thank you, Miss Pal. We will see you, hear you all next week. So, uh, yes, pay to keep news free, which means subscribe to News Laundry or subscribe to an independent news media of your liking. If you don't like us, though, I question your taste. Remember to uh, keep news independent because it brings you awesome podcasts like this. I like how I just assumed we're awesome. It's a wrap. Catch all new episodes of the awful and awesome entertainment wrap on newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. 